Hello, and welcome to Nested Folders, a podcast about productivity and accomplishing things we want to accomplish. I am Scotty Jackson. With me is the always productive and super brilliant Rosemary Orchard. Rose, what on earth is going on? Uh, I, I bought a filing cabinet. That, that's my life right now. And I, I'm filing things in it. I have too much paper. So I decided that I should probably do something with it instead of leaving it stacked in piles on my desk. That's what's happening. Hello. Well, nice to see you again. Uh, likewise. So yeah, getting, getting rid of stacks. That sounds like, well, yes. the, the first step is admitting that you have a stack. And then the second step is processing. Uh, let, let's say step one was admitting that I have approximately 78 stacks in various different places around the apartment Ooh. slash in bags and pockets and uh, in in a box. Um, only that box is for my Nintendo Switch. Um, so I'm not quite sure what's happening there. So I decided that I have a problem and I need to get it under control. So I bought a filing thingy. So was this the sort of thing that like immediately went on your list or was this a sort of thing that you had you know tracked on your list as sort of a someday maybe i'll get around to doing this sort of thing or this has been on my someday list since i moved to austria in 2015 it is 2019 as we record this episode and it will be 2019 when this episode releases so it's been on my someday list for four years and at one point it was actually the end of last week i was looking around the apartment and i was like why do i have so much paper everywhere I was like, surely I had a thing to set up a filing system. And then I went through and I was like, yeah, this is in my someday list. And I just kept putting it off because it wasn't that urgent. But it turns out, actually, I need to get around to it. So that project has migrated into my OmniFocus. Amazing. And that is, uh, so the, the the time of someday is now. And that was yeah. exactly what I wanted to talk about on this episode was, was having someday maybe lists, what they're for, how we use them, how we organize them, and so on, because I am at uh, sort of a crossroads with with mine I'm, I'm i'm really looking forward to talking about that so that i can you know sort out what uh what i might do with that and in and learn from what you've been doing because i know that you've been establishing some great someday maybe systems yes uh, i will i will warn people in advance my current someday maybe system is um extremely nerdy that said there's a there's a way to to make it more user friendly um but i've gone through quite a few different systems to to come up with my current sunday maybe list um because i started just throwing everything in my task management system because that's what it's there for right including the things i'm not going to do right now but at some point the things that you might want to do someday start outweighing the things that you actually need to do and you've got this massive database of like five thousand tasks of which only one thousand are actually relevant right um and that that to me caused a bit of a problem because I was there going, okay, so literally 20% of the things in my task management system are things that I actively think I should be doing. Like, why why am I doing this to myself? Like, this is not how a task management system should work for me. Maybe it does work for you. Um, but for me, that was where I started, though, because you have to start somewhere. And sure. starting you know, with your task management system is a, a great place to start because then you know everything is in one place. And Absolutely. There are a lot, there's a lot to be said for that advantage. That is that is absolutely true. So let's let's maybe uh, just pausing on for those who might not be conversant in the notion of a someday maybe list. This is effectively um, it's a pretty broad category, I guess, and I think that's why I want to dig into it a little bit. Of these are the things that may have relevance at some point, but are things I we've actively decided that we're not going to do now. They are. Mm-hmm. Someday, maybe they. This is something that came into my mind, and I mean, it could be as you know, uh, large as you know, learn French, or it could be as small as uh, you know, maybe I want to 
uh, add a couple of paragraphs to that document that I'm writing on this, you know, other sort of subtopic. I'm not sure if I want to do it yet. Um, and anywhere in between. Um, and so, uh, this becomes a tool to take things out of your current attention just because you've, you know, actively and decisively classified them as not now, someday, maybe. Um, but I think that there are ways of breaking down a someday, maybe, you know, bucket of, of mm-hmm. items into more relevant sort of sub buckets. Yeah. For me, the the way that I, I figure out what is going on my someday maybe list versus what are the things I want to do is I look at that Eisenhower matrix. Okay, so you have you have your across it's urgent and downwards it's important or the other way around. And essentially you have one corner of your square is urgent and important. One corner is urgent but not important. Another corner is important but not urgent. And then you have neither urgent nor important. Um, and you could argue that if it's neither urgent nor important, why are you doing it? But at the same time, uh, you know, maybe it's not urgent or particularly important to go on a safari trip um, and view animals in their natural habitat. But at the same time, it's still something you want to do. Um, and that's where I put these things into my someday maybe list because they're neither urgent nor important. Like my filing system, it was not urgent and it did not feel important until I couldn't find the document and realized I had too many stacks of paper. Um, and then I, it became both urgent and important to me. Um, and so I, I took the first step straight away as I took it out of my someday maybe list. Um, and I got the ball rolling because that's another trick that I'll, I'll get back to you later, getting the ball rolling when you take something off of your someday mm-hmm. maybe list. Right. I know that for me, um, I have a lot of things that I store in someday maybe as, uh, as uh, maybe as more nouns rather than verbs. And that's, you know, we talked about on our episode about when not to be productive about like you know, books to read or movies I want to watch or things like that. In that case, you know, it can be the thing as opposed to the action because the action is very, very directly implied uh, by mm-hmm. that. Um, but I also have, um, lists for, you know, gifts to buy or maybe things that I want for myself. Uh, and, I have tried storing these as, you know, lists in systems outside of OmniFocus, uh, but I found that that kept falling down uh, for me because I have this sort of very consistent process of if I have a thought, the OmniFocus inbox is where it goes and then it gets processed. And I like to, I, I've just found it so much easier to process something into OmniFocus rather than, you know, mark it done and move it somewhere else. So mm-hmm. um, I have all of these someday maybe things in, you know, folders inside of OmniFocus, like as nouns. And then I also have uh, someday maybe, I I call them project concepts of, you know, maybe I want to write a blog article about this, or maybe I want to fix the gate in my home, or uh, maybe I want to do this kind of a presentation at work. And so I have project concepts as someday maybes in, you know, subfolders of personal, professional, professional nerd, uh, and household. I have a separate home and household just because we have so many things that we keep wanting to do about the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. For me, gifts to buy is a, a something that I put in my reference system, and it's one of the things that is more actively managed. Um, and things I want, I have. Uh, I actually use Pinterest for this. I love pinning things to a Pinterest board of things that I want, um, because then I can always print that as a PDF and send it to my parents, for example, when they're they're going. So, what do you want for Christmas? I can be like, here is a <laughs> wide ranging choice of ideas. If you get me anything from this list, 
you know, it, it will be nice uh, because people, you know, it's always nice if people are there going, so what is it that you want being able to give them a choice so you're not there going, I explicitly want three dish towels in blue made of this material of this exact size. Um, and uh, I do have a, a note on my Pinterest board that says, uh, be cautious when substituting um, because uh, that, that has happened before. <laughs> well, somebody goes, oh, they don't have this dress in red. I'll get it in purple. But it turns out I already tried it on in the shop and I noticed that the purple made me look super pale, but the red, red made me look really nice. And I wanted the red one and they substituted or something. So it says be cautious when substituting. People who get to see this know already to be cautious when substituting. It's just a, a casual reminder for them of, you know, like, you know what I'm like and you know what you're like. Like, let's be smart about this together. But I put those in reference uh, material specifically because for me, they aren't something I'm necessarily going to act on themselves. Um, so what I would then do is, for example, I have a list of things that I could buy my boyfriend as presents. Um, and the, this is in a list. It's actually in Devon Think. Um, that's that's where I've got that list because it's available to me pretty much on all of my devices. Um, but then uh, whenever I need to buy him a present or I want to buy him a present, I add a task to my OmniFocus and I link to that DevonThink document uh, gotcha. for those. Um, and also we do something similar with movies. We, uh, I, I've been using a service called Trekt uh, where you can you can like store movies that you've watched and television shows. And uh, I add things to, to my watch list on there uh, so that they end up in my calendar um, when they're available to, to watch. So that's really interesting. It sounds like you've got a really um, nice stack of different tools for the right purpose for these various mm -hmm. different kinds of someday maybes slash yeah. reference uh, yeah. items. Do you have, uh, like, how do you keep on top of what's where and, you know, how did you go about designing, I guess, rules for yourself around, you know, if, if this kind of content, then it goes here and I know that. And if this kind of content, then it goes there and I know that. Uh, I try to keep it to a, in a minimum number of systems. Um, so the vast majority of my, these are things that I consider projects that I want to do or actions that I want to take. They go into my specific someday maybe system, which we'll get to a little later in the show. Um, but for things like uh, books to read, I use Goodreads um, and I like using Goodreads for that. This is specifically for nonfiction. For fiction, I don't really keep track because I tend to have, uh, well, I've got a fairly large library and I'll just pick something and read it if I want to read some fiction. Uh, for music, I, again, don't have a system uh, at all um, because I have a decently large library of music and I like to listen to the same things over and over again, like a little repetitive bumblebee. And then, yeah, I, I just I try and keep it minimal. And for me, it's something like a list of things I might buy for somebody just feels more like reference material rather than something that I'm mm. explicit. Because if I add that, then I have a, a list of 50 things that I might want to buy my boyfriend in my OmniFocus. And then I go and buy those 50 things. But then what do I do with them? I have to go through the next, you know, 25 years of Christmases and birthdays. Um, I'm not sure he's willing to keep me for that long. Um, and, you know, if I buy a Qi charger and I don't get around to giving it to him for five years, is, is that still going to be a thing? Um, and so that, for me, that's it's a reference idea, a reference thing. And yeah, that that's just the way I see it. It's something that I will reference when I come to do an action versus something that I'm going to actually do. Does that make sense? Interesting. Yeah, it does. It does. And it also points out that the best way to buy vintage clothing is to purchase it now and then just gift it in 40 years. Exactly. So all you need is storage space. Right. It's, it's the so, follow-up single to all you need is love. <laughs> the, if, 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 if they had gotten around to a second uh, 
song yes. about that. Um, so I talked a bit about, and, and you've you've talked too about sort of these architected specifically someday maybe things. The other thing that I've got is a someday maybe tag uh, that mm-hmm. I use in OmniFocus so that if I have, you know, an action that's part of a project and the, the project is definitely happening, but this aspect of it is maybe happening, then I've got a, a tag to call that out. But I think where I'm struggling a little bit is sort of the difference between a someday maybe that might become relevant like next week mm-hmm. and a someday maybe that might become relevant, you know, either never uh, or in four years, as the case may be, or in months. You, you, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like yeah, giving these all sort of equal treatment is, that's rough. And, and yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with how to pick, pick that apart. Yeah, and that's a good point as well, because I actually, I have a maybe and a stretch goals tag in my OmniFocus, um, and I'll just dive into the difference between those uh, at the moment. So, for example, uh, a maybe would be, um, I'm designing a web page at work, maybe we want to show this information um, in a, a block on the side, and that's a maybe, um, because there are decisions to be made there, we probably need to have a couple of meetings about it, because, you know, do we really want to have this block on the side? It's a very important decision. Whereas um, I also have stretch goals, which are, hey, if we're doing fine project time-wise, then it would be really great to to actually use this package to generate our menu instead of doing this weird janky thing with the code that we've done that kind of makes it work and it's good enough to like launch the project with, but it's not the optimal solution. Um, mm-hmm. And so I have those. And because I'm actively working on that project and these are relevant to that project, those items are in my OmniFocus because I'm working on that and it makes sense to look at that as part of the whole. Whereas, for example, plan safari uh, to Africa. Well, first of all, there there are a lot of steps involved in there. Which countries do I want to go to? How long do I want to go for? When do I want to go? Like, how do I organize this? Do I know anybody who's been? There's a lot of stuff there, but that's basically a whole project that's not attached to anything else. So that can go and live in my separate someday maybe system and it's fine where it is. Gotcha. Yeah. So on the topic of separate tags, my current, you know, attempted solution, we'll see how this goes, is I'm using a tag that I've called backlog. And so that means that this is a very relevant task. If done, it would it would have defined value. It's a defined action. It's it's clear. But I've decided I'm like actively not going to work on it right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to see that as an option, maybe on a weekly review. Right. Uh, cadence. So that's what I'm using that that tag for. And then someday maybes. Those I review way less frequently. A lot of my someday maybes I review sort of contextually. So like mm-hmm. if I have a I have a project for, you know, next time I'm in Toronto. And so I will look at that if I know I'm going to Toronto. Otherwise, there is no need for me to review this. So right. so that's uh, how I'm dividing that kind of review. I, I, I'm dying, though, to hear about your structured someday maybe system because you've you, you've mentioned this a couple of times, and I'd love to hear about how you're how you're going about it right now. Okay, well, there's a, there's another thing I should mention because um, this kind of falls into the category of someday of I have things in my OmniFocus which I know I'm not going to get around to anytime soon, but it's not like a whenever I get around to it in the future. It is a the next time that I am going to go to this place and do this thing, 
I, I need to do this. So for example, um, I saw a really nice dress on a, a US store. Um, but if I order it over here, then it doesn't fit and I have to send it back and all sorts of things. But the next time I go to the US, I'm absolutely definitely going to do that. I'm going to order it to my hotel and try it on and then I can return it if it doesn't work and it will cost me considerably less than with customs charges mm. and so on. So that is something that is a future action, but it, it's not really a someday. It's a when that date arrives, but I don't yet know what that date is, if that makes sense. It does. And I think that's an important distinction, I guess, between, you know, a a someday maybe, which is a little bit nebulous uh, purposefully and a like strictly uh, deferred, you know, on, you know, January 8th, I'm going to look at this, you know, we're not talking about scheduled or planned or deferred until we're talking about literally maybe. Yeah. And then for the things that really are literally maybe, um, you know, I'm, I don't know if I will get around to these. These are things that I would love to do. And I want to have a place where I can store more information about this. But it doesn't make sense to store this for for me, for me to store this in OmniFocus. Um, and this is a personal decision. I'm using Git. And for the people who are going, what the heck is a Git? Um, it is version control and it's designed for programmers. So this is the nerdiest solution I could possibly have come up with. But essentially, inside of Git, all I have is I have a folder structure and files. That's it. Um, and then I've put it in version control because then whenever I make a change, I can commit it and I have a message to say why I changed something. So for example, if I delete something from my someday list as a professional nerd, then I can add more context to that. So I've started, I've got a couple of folders um, and the folders are for um, the different areas of my life, like work, professional nerd, um, just personal stuff and things like that. And then I have, um, I have a document inside of each one, which says, which is all, and this is a markdown file. So everything's written in markdown. And I just use the task format, which I stole from drafts, which is basically a bulleted list. So it's hyphens. And then at the start, you just have an open checkbox and a closed checkbox. And then I indent things as necessary under that. So if I come up with an idea that, say, is going to have like 50 different steps, then I can go through that in there. Or I can have in brackets, C, like file name. And then I create another file and I put all the details in that. Interesting. So how do you, what do you use as the application? Because Git is the is where it's stored, right? Yeah. Uh, what sort of applications do you use to move things in and out of that storage? So I have a BB Edit project, um, which I use for all of my uh, someday maybe stuff. Um, and I use that like most of the time if I'm accessing this. And there's a really good Mac application. It's made by Atlassian called SourceTree. Um, and I use that to to actually do the, the Git part of it because I can remember the command line functions and you can actually do this all in BB Edit. So I should really try and do that at some point. But I've I've got everything else done with SourceTree. Um, so I'm, I'm using that to do the, the Git management. And then on iOS, I use Working Copy, one of my favorite apps, um, and IA Writer. So, what kind of a, a, a workflow then? You know, because my my OmniFocus centric system is is pretty straightforward. You know, stuff goes in as a task, even if it's even if it's not. I guess it gets treated as a task. Um, what is the workflow like when you decide, hey, here's a thing that I want to add to a particular list? You know, what What does the actual process look like of of getting that content into that list? 
Uh, well, it usually actually starts in drafts. And um, what I do is I'll just write down whatever it is I want to write down in drafts. Um, and I'm actually, I'm pretty much using mostly task paper format, so I could probably get rid of that drafts um, thing where I have the, the square brackets with the space in between to indicate that it's a task. Um, but I, I was playing with just doing things in Markdown for a while. Um, so I, I've still got that in there, but I'll probably get rid of that actually this weekend. Um, but I start in drafts and I write down whatever it is. Um, and then I uh, just, I usually copy this. I open IA Writer, I go to the all tab, uh, the, the all, um, the all file, that's the word. Um, and uh, I, I then paste it. Um, and I don't order these at all. And I do have like a, an all right at the top, which is just this is basically my inbox to the someday maybe list because this way I don't have to think too much about it. And then once every month or so, I go through and I have a look at things and go, what was I thinking here? Oh, that's a really good idea. This doesn't belong in like personal stuff. This is more of a professional nerd side of my life. Um, and I move things around. And BB Edit has a function where you can sort your lines because I do try to sort these things alphabetically. Um, okay. So that said, um, I, I should make a very important point. What I do is whenever I add something and I commit it, that gets a commit message. And then when I sort things, I do that as a separate commit message so that I can then see uh, afterwards if I've added something. And it's very, very easy to keep track of that way. And the, the Git integration is literally for me so I can leave a message to myself about what I was thinking when I was adding something. And I know the date and time that something was added at. That's really interesting what you said about, you know, tracking those changes as well as the idea of it kind of being an inbox to someday maybe, because I think, I think I kind of treat an, a someday maybe as very inbox like, and in that there's um, each thing is this sort of only somewhat evaluated concept or idea. Like mm -hmm. some someday maybe are very, you know, particular actions of, you know, uh, get WD forty to desqueak that mm -hmm. door. I don't really yeah. need to do that now, but th th that's that's a really you know particular action. Another one might be you know learn how to use Rose's amazing Git setup to manage someday maybe's, which I, I have no idea where I. Well, I do have some ideas where I would start now because you've broken it out, but um, but but I'm not like designing the actions about that. So when I, when I put things in a someday maybe. It's it's got that inbox like feel to it where it's not really sorted, it's not really in any particular order, and I think I'm kind of okay with that, except mm -hmm. for where I've got these you know kind of specific lists for types of someday maybe's. Yeah, um, and I have to say I like having the the specific lists as well because uh, when in doubt it ends up on in the personal list, which is kind of like a, a miscellaneous you know. The, the general thing, but I, I have a specific travel list um, and I've, I've broken down a bunch of different places that I want to go. And, you know, I organized it in that particular case. It's organized by continent and then country because why not? And, and for me that that's, you know, that, that, that's what I, I, I want to have there. Um, and I like the fact that I can, if I'm looking for somewhere to go and I've got holiday to use, um, then I can just open that, that travel folder and open all um, and go and scroll through and then if I decide, you know what, I do want to go on that safari um, and see all of these beautiful animals, then I, I can go to, I've, I've got a file, it's called safari.md. Um, and uh, yeah, I can open it and have a look. And I can see all the things that I, I think I need to do as part of that. Um, and 
once I get rid of those those markdown tasks uh, task notations, then I can I can I will actually literally just be able to copy and paste this into OmniFocus as an active project. Gotcha. So that's how things graduate. Then they they yeah. move from the Git repo into OmniFocus, and they become this sort of actionable thing that is you know tagged and sorted and classified appropriately. Yeah, and then I can commit that in Git as well and say you know like this file is gone because it's moved to OmniFocus. Um, or I occasionally commit things after something's been removed and say what was I thinking. Um, right you know but that's okay because it's a message to myself uh and and that's something i i do try and and keep in mind with my someday maybe list it's i don't want to feel bad about the things i'm not doing these are not things i should be feeling bad about not doing these are choices i can make um and i can do this but i don't have to and i shouldn't feel bad about not doing it Absolutely. And that's, and that's the, the point of having a list like this, right, is to get things off of your mind, but to actively decide this doesn't need to be on my mind and it doesn't need to be actioned right now. I have given it a home and I know where that home is and I know that I'm going to review it at the appropriate time in the appropriate place and with the appropriate attention so that if it does become relevant, then I can take care of it then and until then, no worries. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I like to what you said about, you know, moving it, you know, from uh, get to OmniFocus and then making a commit about that, it, like it almost follows that that sort of this digital version of, of bullet journal method too, where mm-hmm. there's this idea of migration where you've got you know this list of stuff and then you migrate those things into the home where they uh, belong. So if people use a bullet journal method, this is something that would adapt, would be easily adaptable to to, to your mechanisms of, of storage here too. Yes, definitely. And I, I, the other reason why I like this is because of this this idea of get the ball rolling when you get it off your someday maybe list. Um, that could be as, as something like pick the next action that you're going to do, or it could be, for example, with my, my filing system, it could be order a darn filing thing. Um, it's not quite a cabinet. It's more of a very large expanding file system that fits into the <laughs> Calyx boxes on my, my uh, IKEA cabinet. Um, but, you know, I, I always like to get the ball rolling once I've decided this is coming up with someday maybe and coming into today or now which is omnifocus um and and it always feels good when you can take something and then you you've taken a step so it's not like the whole project is there waiting for you to do it, it there's there's one less action left um and sometimes when i take something out of uh, out of get and i put it into omnifocus the next step is actually sitting down and planning exactly what it is i'm going to do um which right. As as we saw from la- the last episode or heard in the last episode, I, I like to sit down and brain dump it all out and quite often with index cards and go around and move things around. And then I can put that in there. But I always like to get the ball rolling once I, I actually do that task of move it from Git to OmniFocus because I'm ready to start work. And that's fantastic because then you start with a little bit of momentum and mm-hmm. you've you've moved from someday to now. Yeah. And the other thing is, is when you decide that you're going to do this thing that you're excited about, um, you know, you have all of this excitement and energy and you want to do something. It's a shame to waste it. I mean, maybe there are lots of other things that you should be doing, but spending five minutes on Amazon picking out a filing cabinet and ordering it to be delivered. That's that's not a lot of time. And then you still got your a lot of the energy that you can go and invest in into whatever it is that is important in that moment. That sounds like a fantastic and positive way of, of looking at the whole thing. Well, I try. And, and maybe it's on that positive and enthusiastic, energy-filled 
note that we uh, that we wrap up this week's uh, discussion. I think that would be a, a good point to do so. Yeah, uh, Scotty, where can people find you on the internet? On the internet, I can be found at heyscottyj.com and by the same name at heyscottyj on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Rose, where do people find uh, find you on the internet? I am rosemaryorchard.com and you can find me on Twitter at rosemaryorchard and you can also find me on Instagram at rosemary underscore orchard. And then you can find us on the internet at nestedfolderspodcast.com or at nestedfolders on the Twitter where we love hearing your tweets. So please tweet us, uh, let us know what you think of our conversations, other things you'd like to hear about, feedback, all the things. We love hearing from everybody. Yes, we do. Thank you to everybody who sends us your feedback. We greatly appreciate it. And for listening. Yes. So with that, until next time, Rose. Yeah. Talk to you in two weeks.